Yay. Yay. Welcome back once again to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And this episode, we are part two of the mystery tape. The mystery tape. So we, we covered about two hours of it last episode. And we've now watched the we've remaining watched the two remaining hours. remaining four hours of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a six. It was it was a two hour tape. You got to remember with video, with VHS. Oh, I didn't realize what time it was. Yeah. You got to remember with VHS. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a thing where, you know, it was a two hour tape. But there were two settings on a VCR. One was LP. There was three. You had EP, LP, well, SLP. Well, I'm, t- I'm talking yeah. about beyond the two hours. There were the two other. There was LP and SLP. Uh, LP was long play, which was four hours, which, you know, you, it was one of those things that you got little less quality video, but you could yeah. get four hours out of it. And then you could go SLP, which was super long play, which you, we found out you can get six hours and seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things where the video quality is really crappy. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Now, also, this videotape is 30 years old. So 30, I guess, just less than 30 years old. So it's one of those things. We found it's, some interesting stuff on here. It's so. actually amazing that it was in as good yes. a shape as what and, it was. And played as well as it did. And actually didn't look that bad considering. No, no. I really. mean, it's uh, didn't have to do a lot of traffic. Tracking, you know, a lot of those old tapes. Oh, will, it was tracking. It was on tracking its own. on the bottom, yeah. but the thing is, is that we didn't have a lot of lines going across it or any of that kind of stuff, so it, it was okay. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't like, again, bad for old media. That's thirty. That's three decades old. <laughs> yeah, it held up really well. Uh, we found some interesting stuff on here. Um, uh, of course, immediately we came back into some, you know, some uh, a, a music video, but then we got performances from the MTV New Year's Eve uh, concert, which we talked about. 92? 91. It was 92. 91, 91 going, 92. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was New Year's Eve 91 is what it was, and it's yeah. going into 92. Um, and we had a uh, double shot of Guns N' Roses, which was You Could Be Mine and Don't Cry. Uh, it was live. They were in Florida. Was it Sarasota? Yeah. I think they said it was. Um, and uh, yeah, they were performing live and, they, and that kind of stuff. And then we came back to the studio and got a – a performance of Give It Away by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Which was pretty decent. It, I mean, it wasn't bad. bad. Uh, I mean, it's the Chili Peppers. I mean, it is it is what it is, you know. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after 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 that, we have more videos. We had the very first one coming up was Ugly Kid Joe's Everything About You. Which was actually released off their EP. It was like yeah, it was every, as ugly as they want to be was the yeah, name of it. Yeah, it was yeah. actually not a bad EP. It, it wasn't. It's, it's a four, I think it's, it's four or five songs. I can't remember. Yeah, something like uh, that. It had everything about you, Madman, their cover of Sweet Leaf, and then I think there was a, there was another song on there, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, and we were talking about like Whitful Crane and like all the bands he was in after that. Yeah, Life uh, of Agony. Yeah, he was. He, he evidently uh, did a guest spot with Motorhead. Yeah, I mean, just a whole. He was in like five or six bands or something like that. Um, Ugly Kid Joe is an interesting. Like right there at the end is like hair metal was dying, and but the thing is, is they they were not hair metal. No, like yeah, they had pointed guitars and that kind of. They were really like skate. They were a, they stuff. were a skate punk they funk were they were definitely thing. a yeah. skater band like you could tell like you know these dudes like seriously they, they can skate you know that kind of stuff yeah um and uh, you know they are what they are that you know you can kind of look at them as they were kind of a novelty act but they kind of <laughs> weren't you know it's uh, they were a novelty act that actually could play yeah exactly and um and we're really you know like kind of breaking the mold of of what we had seen you know yeah. of, of of the hair metal thing. Uh, the next video, because I'd been apparently been uh, watching uh, Headbangers Ball, 
uh, for all this because we kept seeing like the little headbangers ball emblem and everything. We had uh, Anthrax's Indians, yes, uh, which I know Dave was a real big fan of. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still a huge Anthrax fan. And then fan. followed by Slayer, Slayer with the Raining Blood, and which it was a live it video. It was a live video because it was after they had put out Decade of Decadence, yes, or Decade of uh, uh, Decade of um, Decade of Decadence. That's Molly Crew, man. Uh, oh crap! What was the name of that? I should know this because I. Uh, you own the album, don't you? Yeah, I do. It's right here. It was uh, like a live album. It is. It is. Yeah. It's a live. It, it was after basically their tenure. You know, as they were, as they had. Uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? it uh, was, decade of aggression. That's yeah, what it was. That's what it was. Decade of aggression. That's what it. Was. Henneman was still playing with them. Well, yeah, he was still this, alive at that point. Well, Thirty years ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he only died like what five or six years ago. So I mean, it's, but uh, still, I forgot how big that dude yeah, was. Yeah, that's, and that was the original. You know, it was it was Hanneman and it was uh, Kerry King. Kerry King had hair. Yes, <laughs> he had hair and, uh, and no goatee. Yeah, and uh, yeah, of course you have. Um, um, Oh, what's his name? You had Dave Lombardo. Still Dave Lombardo on. was playing, and um, um, their bass player and singer. I'm about to make Iro, you reach for it because uh, you've got all the albums. What is his name? Come on. Is Je- no. Um, crap. <laughs> After all this, and I can't come up with the, like, the singer's name. And, so. and if you look at his iTunes, uh, he's got like, I know. every I've got album. all the Slayer stuff, and I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. His last name is like, was it Iero, Iero, or something? Um, Phil. Is it Phil? It's Tom Herrera. Tom Herrera, that's what it is. There it is. It's, uh, it's been a long day, folks. <laughs> I enjoyed watching you struggle there a little now, bit. Now, the next video on this tape was Mr. Biggs to be with you. <laughs> Which we talked a lot about while we were watching this video because it's like, this is the song they are known for. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they have two excellent players in this band. Yeah. On bass, they have uh, Billy Sheenan. Yeah. And then on guitar, they have Paul Gilbert, who is like a virtuoso <laughs> on guitar. Yeah. But they're known for this sappy little ballad thing. You and know? if you actually and go in and listen to the rest of the, uh, their album. It's so much different. I always go back because it wasn't on this album, but their first album, Mr. It was uh, Mr. Big was just what it's called. Yeah. Uh, uh, or was it Make It Big or something? Whatever it was, it was. Uh, they had this song called "Addicted to That Rush," which is a pretty good like metal, you know, like uh, technical metal type thing. Because the thing is, is there's this whole like intro that Paul Gilbert is doing where he's doing all these like uh, this guitar tapping, you know, the yeah. neck taps and that kind of stuff. And Billy Sheen is doing the same thing on bass right along with him. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, holy crap, this is amazing. And you got to um, remember, this is the band that, that Billy came into. Yeah, he after, with David Lee Roth. After and, playing yeah, with Steve Vai for David Lee Roth. He played with a lot of yeah. people prior to that, um, you know, most notably being, you know, David Lee Roth. I think but, he's living here in Nashville at this he point. May, I so. don't know. If you're uh, listening, dude, you're welcome to stop by. Welcome to come by anytime. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> the next video was a little bit of a throwback. It was Paul Abdul's Cold Hearted. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure how. I mean, I know why it's on the video. Uh, but it, you I was mean just, on the tape? On the, no, on the videotape. Yeah, yeah, I know why it's on there. But I'm just <clears> like, <throat> I don't know how I would have, where I would have seen. I mean, I know where I, I saw it on MTV, obviously. But I like going from like. You know, oh, we could Joe Anthrax Slayer, Mr. Big to Paul Abdul was like, okay. What are you doing? Yeah. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, the next thing we had on there was an interesting, and I remembered this. There was a a show that used to come on in the afternoons. I think it was like once a week or something like that. Or maybe it might not even have been like a long-lived show. It might have been something that was like a week-long series that they did. It was called Like We Care. 
and they had different segments. It was kind of like MTV News, but it was more like it's like a magazine package, yeah, kind of really. Deal. And there were two segments on uh, on here that that we got. One of them was called "Let's Talk About Sex," yeah, and it literally was teens. You know, they like they had like a a a, a, a sex therapist or like or a like a Dr. Ruth type, you know, whatever yeah. she is, and uh, talking to some New York teens about certain things, you know, and, and, and you had a, a room full of. Teenage kids. Teenage kids, yeah. but boys and girls. About 50-50 split. And, and the girls were fairly attractive, and all the guys were, were completely, like completely silent. <laughs> well, they, not only were they silent, but they were like the geeky. Yeah, it was really kind of funny to like look at. Cause like All the girls were talking, and all the guys were just kind of sitting there like, yeah, okay. Whatever. All the guys were sitting there going, okay, 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 which one of these can it was I? Really, it was really I, fun to watch. because How because can I ask out one of these? There was one girl that was on there that was that was featured fairly prominently that like yeah. we all knew that girl in high school <laughs> she was she was the one that was always organizing some kind of you know of uh oh we're gonna have a you know we're gonna have a, a rally for this or we're gonna you know we're gonna raise awareness for that or whatever yeah. it's like yeah we all know that we, we all know her so <laughs> Yeah. She's the she's the one that comes around at, at, while you're at lunch trying to get you to sign something like no go away sign okay? this petition here no. take this flyer no go away <laughs> yeah um, but that was you know again and it was one of those things of course they were also getting into like you know facts about sex which was funny because we were talking about because again height of AIDS yes at this point um, and so it was one of those things that they were talking about of um, using condoms. And how sexual it, education, yeah, and, and talking about how, like, you know, they, they prevent, you know, like, uh, they, you know, it helps in preventing HIV, you know, it helps preventing encephalus and chlamydia gonorrhea. and gonorrhea. They never said herpes, no. and they pointed out, I was like, why didn't they say herpes? I was like, that's because condoms don't stop herpes. Well, I like, know that nothing stops herpes, okay? <laughs> I know that you know this, but. Growing up, that was always one know, of them that I was know, thrown into the mix. Well, but you know, it was also one of those things that by this time in, in the early '90s, yeah, herpes had already had its quote unquote heyday back in the the '70s and the very early '80s. By this point, people were more concerned about AIDS, yeah. you know, and it's like, eh. plus the fact there's all well, we won't get into all that. There, there's a lot more education <laughs> about herpes now of like. No, because there's there's multiple simplexes of, of herpes, yes. and like ninety percent of the world has some version of it. <laughs> was that old joke? <laughs> What's the difference between love and herpes? Herpes is forever. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh no. Anyways, now enough about that. Here we the go. Next, again. The next segment was actually pretty funny. It was about dreams. About dreams. And they had a guy. It was they, um, they had a guy on there that was, was supposedly a psychic. It was Ron the psychic. Yeah. It was Phil the the, the, the psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. And then it was. And they said, you know, and they were talking about how, like people could interpret dreams, you know, whether it was yeah. a psychic or a psychiatrist, and then they or had some, two. Earth, earth breathing or earthbound breathers is what it was. Yeah. Earthbound mouth earthbound, breathers. Earthbound. No, it wasn't mouth. It was just earthbound. Earthbound. Earthbound breathers. Well, it should have been was mouth about. breathers. And it was, it was Flea and Anthony from <laughs> Chili Peppers. Earthbound mouth breather. Uh, and it was funny because, like, the of course, you know, the the psychiatrist and the psych quote unquote psychic were like had the oh well, this means yo blah blah blah. Yeah. The of course Flea and Anthony were having fun with it. Like there was one of this girl said she had this dream about puppies and like them falling into a cat. A cavern 
there's an earthquake and then these rats these came rats came up, up and they're like oh she obviously you know she has some anxiety about dogs because rats are much better pets you know you can put them in your mouth you can do all kind of, I'm pretty you sure. can cuddle with them it's like a puppy will bite you in the ankle <laughs> flea was being typical flea i'm pretty sure anthony kiedis yeah. was stoned out of his head well there was one of the one kid said he gave what was it something about he he had this dream he was with his wife yeah. And he was a kid. He was like, I had a wife. I was in the park, and there were all these people with no torsos. And he's like, well, obviously he has like, uh, was it a small, uh, uh, a small sex organ, you know, syndrome or something like that? It's just like, wow, to be that kid and have one of the Chili Peppers like say that you have a yeah. small penis is on national television. After seeing that segment, I'm sure that kid he mm-hmm. he hid for the rest of his life. So, but uh, yeah, but and that's that's let what me we tell found you, out. it was very damaging for me. It just I couldn't live the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Like that. There you go. <laughs> Well, it was funny because, like, the rest of it was, you know, um, that's when we found out what the name was. Because at first I thought it was – because MTV, for those of you who are our age, remember, they had a whole series that ran throughout the 90s. It was called Sex in the 90s. Yes. And they were, like, half hour long. They were talking to different people, you know. And um, I thought that's what we were watching at first, but it turned out to be this, like, we care because then they showed – we got the very end of it where they showed – and I remember because MTV had a – it was an afternoon show that was live. Uh, they had like a live audience and yeah. they would have like bands and different stuff like that. And uh, this was a time when they had some VJs that I can't remember their names. I remember their faces, but I can't really remember their names so much. Um, and it's like was, a bunch of there was, VJs that you don't remember. And they were there that, for a short amount of jerk, time. Not John Norris. Yeah, they were in the, the. They were there for a short amount of time between like. The DJs we were, or the VJs we remember, you know, like, and like not even the first wave of them, but like the second wave, you know, which was like Adam Curry and yeah. Julie Brown and downtown Julie Brown and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And then when we got into like when we started getting Kennedy and Dave Holmes and, you yeah. know, and uh, Matt Penfield and like all that, it's like that small little in between there where there was like all these like they would come and go like real quickly, yeah. you know, and so it was like I remember their faces. But I don't remember any of their names because yeah. they didn't put them on the. They didn't give them little like you know bottom thirds or anything. It was just like okay. Um, the the only one that kept showing back up was John Norris. Yeah, John like, Norris because John Norris stuck around forever. So like, I mean, you need to go away. Norris. Well, see, I never had a problem with John I Norris. I never liked John Norris. John Norris was just like a labrador retriever you know that's <laughs> just like he's like non-threatening and just kind of you know there and dependable and you know whatever <laughs> he was basically a talking mannequin yeah, because they would dress ways. him in whatever oh, and yeah, like, he wore some of the worst oh. worst clothes ever worst uh, worst vj ever. yeah i know oh, no 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 jesse camp will always <laughs> be the worst vj ever <laughs> I, i'm sorry i'm that sorry is, i love jesse, jesse camp. camp man he was hysterical. they could not get rid of him fast enough you <laughs> that was the whole deal on that, you know, uh, so you want to be a VJ was type thing. He won a one-year contract. Yeah. Dave Holmes came in second. Dave Holmes was there for four and a half years. Yeah. Jesse Camp, as soon as his contract was up, they're like, get out of here. Don't come back. We never want to talk about you ever again. But so. he, was, he was hysterical. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was, wasn't. So he was a moron is what he was. That's why That's it like, was fun. <laughs> Anyways, so the next thing that was on here was something awesome. It was a Wayne's World because there was there was Wayne's World. You know, had a movie that was this is when the first Wayne's World movie came out. Yes, and so they had this like I think it was half hour. I think it was an hour long deal where like they were hosting videos and that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, Wayne and Garth did a song. Well, they did a video. But, well, this was part of this was like yeah. during this hosting thing. They did a song called Pain Cave, <laughs> that is 
We are going to put a link to this because it has to be seen to believe because it's like <laughs> one of those things where it's Dana Carvey is playing guitar and singing. Yeah. Mike Myers is playing bass and, and, singing. and singing a little bit. But it's one of those things where it's like I really and truly believe they started, they like came up with this music like right before they went on air and then Carvey just kind of started making up things as he went along. Yeah. And it really, it comes off that way. It's funny. And it's just like, wow, this is okay. This, this went on way too long for one thing. So it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's going to be the really random thing out of all of it. Another world premiere video on CMT. I, I this was completely out of the Dave blue. had no clue on this one and I started laughing immediately because this was for a, a, a group a country group early 90s country group called Matthew's Riding King okay the the right in this it, it's three names it's, three, it's the, Matthew's the way, right and it's, it, the way you said it it sounds like Matthew's Riding King right and King yeah okay so I can't remember what the Matthews guy's name, like his first name was. He's kind of the lead. He was kind of the lead singer of of all this. But the thing is, is I know that the the Wright was a, a guy that I know. Like I still, I, I'm still his name is Woody Wright. Yeah. And then the other one is Tony King, who I think was the studio guy for a long time. He had, okay. I think he played with the Judds and had some kind of relationship with Winona at one point or something. I don't know the full whatever. Yeah. yeah. But they recorded one album. And that was it. Yeah. You know, that was kind of one of those. Now, were, no, no offense to your buddy, yeah. but the guy, um, the one that you can't remember his first yeah. name, had a fabulous mullet. Oh, the mullet was just the mullet oh, man. was just. It was. I mean, it, that it, was, it would rival Bono's like that that mid eighties Bono mullet that he but had. But the thing about it's it like, is, this is early nineties country mullet. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, very much. Not quite Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. No, but. Still pretty spectacular. You're, in you're and of talking itself. about the nice feathered, right? Yeah, stand up here on the front with that that, that waterfall mullet the back, on the yep. back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the name of the song is "The Power of Love." Um, it was a minor hit, and honestly, the reason that I had that it's on this video is because you knew because I knew Woody, and I he had told several of us like when this they were going to premiere the video, and so I remember recording it because I know that you know it's somebody yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> the next song Dave loved. Right said Fred with I'm Too oh. Sexy. <laughs> like I said, like I said, we watched, I was like, this is Euro trash at its best. <laughs> yeah. That's one way of putting it. And it's one of those things, like I even told him, I was like, dude, if they had paid us enough money, we would have done that. That's, <laughs> you know, we would have. <laughs> I would have been complaining about it the entire yeah, time. And I but would have if, been if the, I would have been counting the dollars. If, <laughs> if the cash had been right, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh so yeah, so White Wright said Fred, that video. I mean, look, dude, it is what it is. You know, it it, it is what it is. That's all you could say about it. Yeah. Uh, it was it's it's kind of fun now. I, and I know the reason that the video is on there is because I actually kind of like liked the song back then because <laughs> because it was so goofy. You know, it was oh, kind of one of those pure camp. It is, you know, and it's one of those things like, all right, cool, whatever. But it's <laughs> no. <laughs> the next thing we have on there is actually pretty good though. It is a live performance from the 1992 Grammys. It's Metallica doing Inner Sandman. Yes, and I remember watching this live because this was the make good for. Jethro Tull winning the best heavy metal album in, in 1989. Uh, yeah, and and it's funny because it wasn't on here, but even, but in that acceptance speech as they're going through, you know, Lars is giving this. We got to thank this person, and he's like, and most and, and most importantly, we have to thank Jethro Tull for not putting out another album this year. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And and you can tell that you know this one this Lars was still playing the big giant white Tama right, double right. kick drum from the, kit Injustice from Injustice for All. Right. He held on to that kit for quite a while. Right, yeah. And you can actually hear Jason Newsted uh, his bass playing right, on yeah. the song, mm-hmm. which is, you know. Um, the next thing we have, again, n- another live performance. And we're going to put links to all this stuff if we can find or if, if I if we have to like pull it off the and digitize all this and put it up there. We're going to we're going to make sure that you can see all this stuff that yeah. you, you want, you know, <laughs> whether you want to see it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Ugly Kid Joe on the Dennis Miller show. Yes. People forget Dennis Miller had a short-lived syndicated talk show, like late night talk show, which I watched. I yeah, I remember watching it too. And they performed Everything about you, and they yeah. also did Madman. Yes, uh, which is funny because Madman ends abruptly, like literally, like abruptly, and it's like I was telling Dave, I was like, you know, that happened because like yeah. they were getting ready to go off the air, like they ran out of time, and it was like, okay, that, that's it, you know, yeah. type thing. So, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, we also got okay. So then there was a video for Metallica's "Nothing Else Matter," which. Mm, um, and then we got the video for Eric Clapton doing Tears in Heaven. It was from the Unplugged. Again, if I never hear that song ever Either again, one of those songs, just, actually. Yeah. Um, and then we got the video for I Can't Dance by Genesis. Yes. Which Phil Collins still had some hair. He was hanging on to a little bit. Yes. And uh, we, we got to talking about this, and I, was, I told Dave, I was like, you know, I like more Genesis songs than I like Phil Collins solo stuff. Yes, I agree with that. And I like more Mike, Mike and the Mechanic and the stuff yes. than I like more Gen- than I like Genesis songs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I said I actually like more Phil Collins Genesis stuff than I do the oh, Peter yeah, the, Gabriel the, the, yeah, stuff. Because the I'm Peter Gabriel Genesis stuff is, is weird. Weird. It's just weird. That's all you can say about it. Yeah. And I know that's blasphemy to some people, but it's true. Uh, even he will tell you. Yeah. That, I mean, he has big sunflower costumes and whatever <laughs> the hell he was doing so yeah uh the next thing on here was it kind of it was it was a live performance from um mtv 10 when mtv turned 10 in 1991 they had like a hour-long concert you know different stuff this was aerosmith with michael Kamen directing uh, a full orchestra yes which michael Kamen did a lot of like he did he did this he did um um he was the, the he was the one that was his um one of the things that I noted today was like where the the the, um, the theater that they were performing in is the same one from the Guns N' Roses video for November Rain. Yep, that is also Michael Kamen directing the the um, the symphony yep. in that one, and uh, he also did he did a lot of work. Like I mean, Michael Kamen died like twenty years ago. Like I remember when he died in like oh one or oh two or something like that, and it was like oh wow, you know. Uh, but he did a lot of orchestration on yeah. a lot of albums that you listen well, to. So and it was Aerosmith doing Dream On. And, and they and did this Dream is, On, yeah. And this is Steven Tyler getting flown in on a platform with a grand piano. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty it, over, over the, the top. top you yeah. know, it's what you expect from Aerosmith, you know. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a decent performance. Uh, the next video, there's going to be a lot of music videos on this. We're going to kind of just run through without giving you Thank synopsis goodness. of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the next one was Van Halen's Pound Cake, which I have not seen this video in a long yeah. time. Um, again, it's it's the quote-unquote Van Hagar era, and I'm sorry they were a better band. Yes, <laughs> they were. <laughs> and, and what's funny is in the video, you can already kind of see the, see the line getting drawn 
between Sammy and Mike right. and the Van Halen Right, because Michael Anthony is like all the way off to the side for most of it. Yeah. And it's like, uh-huh. And hanging out with Sammy. Yeah. yeah. And the couple of shots where Eddie kind of, kind of Gets pokes over, his nose yeah. over. Uh, Sammy and Mike kind of get away, away from, from each other. It's, it's, really, it's funny can. to watch now in hindsight and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the next video is Slaughter's Up All Night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we got Bring the Noise. All right. There's going to be a lot of people that know this, but um, your, your trivia question, not for you, mm-hmm. for our listeners, is name the band that Slaughter came out of. Okay. Go go either to Instagram or the Facebook page, and there you go. Dave will take care of that. So. Let us let us know what band Slaughter what, came. Yeah, out of. What, what what half of the band of Slaughter came from? Yeah, basically. Um, so bring the noise. This is uh, this is Anthrax and um, Public Enemy. Yes, and it was kind of cool because there was a clip of Scotty Ian talking about how it it came it, to be. You yeah. know, like, like they 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 had known the guys for a while, and they like, hey, we want to put our music behind behind this well, song. You know? He was also you know. Public Enemy had mentioned them. Yeah, and mentioned song. Anthrax in the song, you know, because they had been friends for yeah. you know, a while and that kind of stuff. So it was like, all right, well, let's let's do a collaboration, and it's great. I mean, yes. it really is. It's it's one of the things that like I remember when this happened, like it being a big deal. Like, oh, you got you got rap and you've got metal working together. Yeah. You know, this is of course this is before what we would see a decade later. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and when all went went, went way sideways. <laughs> It could have been very good, but it didn't. It went very <laughs> it went bad. Very bad. Thanks, Fred Durst. Uh, so, <laughs> the next video we have was the Black Crows with "She Talks to Angels." This was the second video I was telling David. Their first video for this was a live concert video. Yeah. This was the one that was the actual video for it. It's weird and Black Crowsy. Uh, then we had Ozzy Osbourne with "Mom, I'm Coming Home." And we. Should- I'm going to look up who that drummer was. Yeah, because this, yeah. Because um, you should really mention the lineup. Because we were talking about in this, the, the No More Tears album when it came out. Of course, you had Ozzy on vocals. You had Zach Wilde on guitar. You had Mike Inez on bass, who would go on to be in Alice in Chains. And then when they toured, they had Mike, um, he was in Faith No More. Um, he was the drummer for Faith No More. Um, hold on. We're doing all this on the fly. On the fly because, you know, Mike Borland, Borden um, was the, the drummer that toured with them and became like a part of Ozzy's band for a long time. Yeah. But you're trying to find out who the drummer is because it's not him in the video. Um, so, but it's still one of those things where I'm like, it is a solid band. I mean, a solid band. Randy Castillo. Oh, is it Randy? Yeah, it's oh, Randy Castillo. Okay. Hey, that's a solid. Hey, that's yeah. That's and right. That's right. Randy did play with Ozzy for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and it's that's John right. Sinclair on keyboards. Okay, but yeah, Randy Castillo was uh, again no, no longer with us. Uh, but yeah, he's he was dude. That that's a solid lineup. Him, Mike Nez, Mike Minez, yeah. and and Zach Wild. That's that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> Um, okay, the next thing that's on here was the Eric Clapton Unplugged. We did not watch this because nobody well, if, really if should. I ever have to hear any of those songs again, I may have to, yeah, you know, do something worse horrible. version of Layla. Ever. Oh my goodness, man! It's I said it. You know, MTV Unplugged was one of those things that was pretty. It was either really good, well, or it was subpar. In the beginning, it was something that was unique. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Then it became a property, yeah. and everybody had to do one. Well, some people didn't need to do one because they're not set up to be acoustic. 
you yeah. know, for acoustic stuff. And then it was one of those things where, like, you have with this, like with like Clapton. The, the, everybody always talks about the LL Cool J Unplugged. That was pretty good. It yeah. was okay. It was okay. But, you know, like, you go back and look, of course, everybody, the Nirvana Unplugged is the one a lot of people go back yeah. to. And it was. That's a good one. It was the last time we saw Kurt, like, yeah. in that kind of setting, you know, uh, where it was on television, you know, type stuff before, before he passed. Um, and then. The Great White. Unplugged was pretty good. See, I don't care. There was that. There was Great White. There was uh, the Poison did one. Yeah. Um, you had to get a lot of that type of stuff. You know, the Black Crows did one. You yeah. know, you, you have like the 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 ones though that like we could not get away from no matter what. Obviously, the, the Nirvana one. Yeah. Um, the Eric Clapton the Eric Clapton one. one. Matter of fact, the Eric Clapton Unplugged because they put an album out of this yeah. thing, and he won like seven Grammys on this thing. The Grammys changed their rules because of that album. Yeah. Because they were like, okay, from now on, in order to be nominated for a Grammy, it has to be new music. Like it can't just be like re-recordings yeah. of your old stuff. You know, type everything. I mean, it literally because it because it, it swept everything. And they were like, okay, we're changing the rules now because this is getting ridiculous. Well, the, Rod the, Stewart The, the Grammys one. changes oh, the rules at the drop of Rod a hat. Stewart. And, and like snubs icons oh, when they get a chance. Yeah, Rod, Rod Stewart yeah. did one that was pretty popular. Alice in Chains did one that was really popular. And then, of course, I, I liked you know, the Alice yeah, in Chains and one. Now, one of them that I really enjoyed that had um, at least a minimal amount of popularity was the Neil Young. You know, that was after he'd put out yeah. Harvest Moon, you know, and so he was doing all that stuff and everything. Uh, but yeah, Unplugged, it's kind of one of those things that played itself out. And unfortunately, we saw that clapped and unplugged around the clock well, for like two years. They, so. they took the entire thing and they cut each song right. up into its own video. Right. And they basically made and music and that's, videos. And out that was the what song. they did, especially with Pearl Jam, who yeah. decided they were not going to do any more videos after Jeremy. And so MTV was like, hey, why don't you come do Unplugged? And so they were like, okay, all those songs that you're not going to uh, you're not going to do videos for, we're just going to show the unplugged vert. We're going to cut these into music videos, yeah. and that's why that's the the black quote unquote music video is them unplugged, you know, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So it's just like whatever, you know. Um, now the thing we did do on this is we fast forwarded through the Clapton and just went to the commercials because we're weird <laughs> that way. Uh, the first commercial we saw was a commercial for for U2's uh, Zoo TV. Yes. Uh, coverage because it's one of those things they were getting ready to go this is after octane baby had come out they were getting ready this is an early to 1992 that album came out in november and so it was one of those things they were getting ready to go out on the road and so mtv had like exclusive like coverage of it you know that yeah. kind of stuff so they would have like little mtv news like interstitials and stuff about it and like now the next commercial we saw dave and i were both like this is one of the hottest things we've seen in a long time <laughs> 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 it was a revlon commercial okay the th but the, they had three models in it. It was Cindy Crawford, uh, uh, Claudia Schiffler, and Helena um, Christensen. Helena yes. Christensen, who is the oh my god, the, the, the sexy model. woman from uh, the, the the Chris, Chris Isaac, Isaac video. Yeah, and it was Wicked one of those Gang. things. And it's one of those things that they they've got Nat King Cole singing "Unforgettable." Yeah, and Dave and I are both sitting there going. 
And they're all running around in various stages yeah, of yeah, but and, undress. And, and we're and Dave and I are both just like quiet sitting through both. It's like, well, my first question is, wow, yeah, why don't we see anything like this anymore? Exactly. My second question is, what is this a commercial for? Exactly. It was like, wow. Dave was like, that is the hottest Revlon commercial I have ever seen. Guilty. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things that's like, oh, that yeah. Now, what was really interesting? The next commercial was Coca Cola Classic. And it was featuring new artists. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna at least, and I'm gonna do this. There was an artist named Coro that I have no idea who they are. There was another artist, uh, Lizette Melendez. Yeah. There was another one that was a group called Lighter Shade of Brown. Yeah. But the one that stuck out immediately because she was actually the first one featured on this was Selena. Yeah. This is in 1992. Okay. This is before any of us knew who she was. Well, before she hit mainstream. Let's right. put it that there. she was she was really known, especially in the the Hispanic community and that kind of stuff but yeah. like she hadn't hit mainstream yet and it was still a few more years a couple last years this was in 92 so it'd be like three more years before she was murdered yeah well she she put out an album that crossed over and then she was murdered yeah and so it was like uh but it was kind of one of those we both kind of like set up like oh what is this you know kind of thing oh it's selena yeah exactly so it was kind of cool to see that um uh there was a what was it, the Javon Musk? I forget what that commercial was. It was something weird. I wrote it down here. Then there was the, the clear so commercial where we're sitting there like, oh, oh we're at a no, high school and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, none of these kids are high schoolers. <laughs> no, the Yvon Musk commercial was where it like basically had – Look like somebody that was on the censor boards. Like you can't do this. Oh, you that's can't right. Do that. That's and right. You can't. The two, the two models were basically undressing. Right. Each Everything other. it would say like you can't take your pants off or whatever. Yeah. And it shows them both doing it. Yeah. I was like, we're gonna have, we have another commercial like that that's coming that's coming up yeah. as well. Um, then the clear still commercial, like I said, none of those ki- none of the, those quote unquote kids were in high they school. They were all in their early to mid twenties. Oh, they're probably all in their mid at least mid twenties, if not <laughs> older. It's like man, that those they stick out as like a sore thumb. Yeah. Um, the, the next commercial was Dennis Leary. We saw two different commercials uh, for Dennis Leary. They were gearing up and advertising for Spring, Spring Break, Break 92. 92. And both of the commercials was him in Brooklyn on the beach. And it's like Freezing cold. his butt off. And he's sitting there and he's like, where is everybody? You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of stuff. And like the second commercial, he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I should have gone to Daytona Beach, you know, type stuff. Yeah. So it's basically them gearing up for the Spring Break 92, which I think the other tape that I have has got a bunch of that oh, stuff no. on there. I think. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. We saw a Pepsi commercial with Regis Philbin. Yep. Which was like, oh, wow, that's the, uh, the gotta have it, gotta campaign. have it campaign. Yeah. We saw a commercial for WrestleMania 8 uh, with uh, Sean Mooney doing the, you know, with with the local, w- with yeah. the local number of where to call exactly in and for get the, the page. And it was twenty nine ninety nine was how much it cost, yeah. you know, and they were talking about, you know, they were really hyping that up. And then we saw a commercial for My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> which was just coming out. Right. So then we're back to music videos after. And this is all stuff that, that aired during the Clapton thing. Yeah. We, we fast forwarded through all that and just watched the commercials. And of course we got repeats of the commercials. You know? It's, it's feel- so funny that right we- now it's feeling a little bit like demolition man because we <laughs> went straight for the commercials. Yeah, exactly. Then we come back and for some ungodly reason, I had the video for under the bridge by the red hot chili peppers on here. Yeah. You should be smacked oh, for man. that. But then we had Van Halen's right now, which is one of my favorite videos of all time. Yeah. And that, that song in that video is still pretty good and relevant in yeah. a lot of ways. Then <laughs> we get Spinal Tap. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Spinal Tap was 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 hosting um, uh, Headbangers Ball because they had actually put out a new, new album. album, and they premiered. They had the world premiere of their new video for Bitch School, <laughs> and it's terrible. It's, <laughs> but it's Spinal Tap 
terrible it's because spinal it, tap, it's what it is. Terrible. And it it looks like they have, you know, because they were always looking for new drummers. And the way they set it up in the video, it looks like they have Neil Pert playing for I them. don't know who, because they never show the guy's face. No, so it was but, like, yeah. but it's it's the big red Tama right. kit that Neil Pert played early on. He's wearing the little weird hat that yeah. Neil would wear. You know, was, who knows? I don't know. We funny. never is like, yeah, it is what it is. The next video was Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, this was the video that has all the rain, the Wayne's World footage, footage in, it. in it, which I was telling Dave, you know, I remember there were so many of these videos like this for many years. You know, uh, another another one was the Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for you yeah. with uh, with all the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves stuff in there. If you go on YouTube and try to find those videos, can't you find can't them. find them. You'll see you'll see like the version the 70s version of this video without any of the brains world stuff or or it's a different video of brian adams performing like it's kind of a concert video it's not yeah. a live video but it's some kind and you can and none of the robin hood stuff is in there whatsoever yeah. i'm sure it's licensing and this and that and everything the next video this is one that dave and i both kind of like oh yeah cool it's george michael faith yeah which obviously by this point is about six years old five or six years old, something like that. I told Dave, and I very much agree, I will stand by this, George Michael is the rock star that we didn't ask for, but that we deserved. Okay. And, and I mean that. Like, you know, yeah, he came out with Wham, and they were kind of goofy, you know, that wake me up before you go-go stuff and yeah. blah, blah, blah. When he, came back, when he came back as a solo artist, and, like, he had this new, like, you know, cool, sexy thing going on, you know, and it was like, oh, who, who is this guy? And, and of course, you know, the first song out was I Want Your Sex. Yeah. But then he released Faith, and he released Father Figure, and, you know, all these other songs that, that like, have become iconic. You know, it's like, wow, th- these are great yeah. songs. But what really cemented it for me is, you know, of course, when he went on and when he did the Listen Without Prejudice album, and he did, Which like, is, the Freedom 90, you know. I love and, that album. You know, and yeah, that's a great album. It's like, his his stuff throughout the 90s is really yeah, different, you know. I mean, and good. And very good. But it's one of those things that I was telling Dave, you know, the Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury tribute concert that happened in early, or I guess it was in May of 92 or something like that. It was at Wembley Stadium. And they had all these, you know, they had all these people come in, you know, like you had all these big stars that come in to do Queen songs and play with the band, you know, because yeah. after Freddie had died. And there's some great behind the scenes video on YouTube that I've watched. Uh, one of them is it's um, David Bowie and Annie Lennox, and they're rehearsing with the band, like in a rehearsal space, they're doing under pressure, you know, and it's kind of, this, but they're, they're kind of showing around what's going on around. And George Michael is standing off to the side, watching them. And he's singing along, you know, you can see, you know, he's got that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's one, again, it's one of those things that it's like, he just looks so cool, you know, with his sunglasses and, you know, with his button up shirt and all this kind of stuff. It's just like, this guy just exuded cool after he got away from Wham. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. And and then there's there's a video of him rehearsing somebody to love with Queen, and it's one of those things. I remember like watching that because I've seen the the yeah. You know, the, you know. the, and the thing is, is like when he performs with them live at Wembley, he's got like I think he's wearing like a red suit or something. You know, it's one of those yeah. things where it's all kind of like a. But in this one again, he's in jeans and a button up shirt and you know boots or you know glasses or whatever, and it's just like. 
this dude is a rock star, like more than we ever thought that he was. Yeah. You know, type thing. And it's a shame that he's gone because I think he still had a lot of music left to do, you know. Well, yeah. and, and and it was just like again, one of those it, it almost sounds like you're preaching to the choir whenever you say George George Michael was a rock star that you know that you know but I think he was a highly underrated rock star because he had so much big success and then it was a diminishing return after that. And yeah. people kind of were like, oh, yeah, I remember <clears throat> George Michael was cool. It's like, no, George Michael never stopped being cool. <laughs> and, you know, again, he and, was – And he had his problems. He had, but he was, he was one of those guys that, like – he was one of those celebrities that whenever he was finally, like, he came out, <laughs> that everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Finally, all right, sure. You it's, know, it's just, you know, it's just too bad it was a men's bathroom yeah, in the park the, the instead whole, of a closet. The, the whole situation with him, with that, uh, you know, which he actually parodied in his video for Outside, which is a great song and video. Yeah. Uh, but it is one of those things where it's like, like I remember like seeing that, you know, like hey, George Michael comes out as gay. He's like. Yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of like Herman in movie theaters. Well, you know, it's it's like you know, when Rosie O'Donnell came out, it was like yeah, uh, or uh, Lance Bass, or any number of people. It's yeah. like uh, Clay Aiken, or you know, it's like yeah. <laughs> like, tell is, us something that well, this is news. Why like, is okay, this news? You know, yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Uh, so the next thing we have on here now that I've gushed over George Michael for a while. You, you're professing your love. For I, George I love Michael. George. I do love George Michael. I mean. I, I will. I was in telling Dave because it's the video for Faith. You know, he's like next to that jukebox, and he's wearing. He's got like the jeans, and you know, the the the, the, the black boots. the 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 boots was a big thing. Like I remember seeing there was a a promo for his um, tour his, that he was that was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing it, and well, this was when the Faith tour, and um, it was you know it was shot in that mid 80s you know whatever you know and it was this whole thing of him like he was like walking on stage and it was all like backlit you know and you had like the big spotlights and that kind of stuff and there was a close-up of him walking in those cowboy boots and i remember like at that point being like i need a pair of cowboy boots (laughs) this is (laughs) i'll admit george michael was like one of those people's like I want to emulate that guy. You know, yeah. he's got that thing. You know, I can see you doing. Yeah, that. you know that type of stuff. So we all between, have whoever between it was. Bon Jovi and George Michael, and you know that's where you got your leather yeah, and cowboy uh-huh. boots. Uh-huh. No, it was never Bon Jovi. No, it was, don't tell me that because I talk- love. I know, but it wasn't Bon Jovi. Wasn't the one that got me the over the edge on the cowboy boots and everything. It was Guns and Roses. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was. I, I'll <clears throat> say that right off the bat. You know. Anyway. Uh, the next video we have was Weird Al with Smells Like Nirvana. <laughs> this was a fun, because I haven't heard the song in a long time. And I remember, because Weird Al is like a national treasure. I'm sorry. There, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about with this guy. And, you know, and, and it's a goofy video, but it's as goofy as the Smells Like Teen Spirit video really is. Yeah. I know people are like, oh, no, it's just blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's kind of a goofy video. Yes, let's be honest, is. you know. Um and uh, but it's one of those things where it's like whereas with Nirvana they're taking it very seriously, Weird Al's taking the piss out of it is basically what it is because it's like and it's almost a shot for shot almost and, and, you know even but even like some of the random stuff that has in it like the guy just like walks out and he's like on fire or you know Al yeah. like picking up the, the 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 basketball and throwing it over his head and it going in the, it's like the janitor any of that pulling stuff, the donut out of the mop bucket yeah or pulling the the uh, the, uh, the tutu yeah and then Dick Van Patten being in the in, yeah. in the audience 
any of that stuff could have been in that Nirvana video, (laughs) and we'd have been like, no, that's strange, you know, and whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, And then, okay, after that, there was this weird – okay, we're almost to the end of the video here. There was this weird, um, like – Obviously, I had taped over this multiple times. We caught the very end of some video. It might have been like an MTV rockumentary. I think it might have been because yeah. they used to do these things called rockumentaries, and it was about guitar players. And they were they like they were interviewing like Steve Vai and Joe Satriani and Mark Knopfler, Pete Townsend. You yeah. know, and I, I'm pretty sure they they talked to the Edge and a few other people in this. If I were, if oh, I recall, Eddie Van Halen, Eddie was Van Halen it, yeah. was in that yeah, kind of stuff. We only caught like the last what maybe five or six minutes of it or something yeah. like that. Uh, I'm they're, sure we'll they're be able talking to find about it. songwriting, yeah, and about playing guitar and how you get to where you are. You know, inspiration yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of interesting, you know. Um, but Satriani had hair. Yeah, yeah, this is a sad, and a, yeah, and a beard. Yeah, so uh, and the next thing that was on this though, hold on, he's trying to decipher his own notes. Oh, there was a, it was Ren and Stimpy. Yes, this was the last thing that was on here. Was like almost a full episode of Ren and Stimpy, which I loved. Ren and and I was like, wow, I don't remember this being on here because I was never a big Ren and Stimpy fan. But I was, it was, you know, I was. Um, this was at the time. This was like right before Beavis and Butthead. Yes, like about a year before Beavis and Butthead. This was when they were doing Liquid Television on Sunday nights. Yes, uh, they also had some other little weird shows like cartoons. Like they they were running at this. This is when they right right before. Either right when or right before they started doing reruns of um, Speed Racer. Oh, I remember. Remember that, that? they yeah. used to at night, like it was like eight o'clock or something. They would show like an hour, like two two episodes of Speed Racer, yeah. you know, and that kind of stuff. And yeah, I was like, all right, this is this is awesome, you know. Um, and uh, so, but yeah, Ren and Stimpy, we didn't really, we watched a little bit of one of the. I made him the watch segments. a little bit. It's like of it. okay, it, it. I remember. Of course, we got to talking about John Kay and all the, <laughs> the weirdness, and also the disgusting that he is. Yeah. Um, Once again, having to separate the art from the. It's artist. really tough with that one though, because the dude was going after like really young girls, yeah. and and just yeah. Um. Uh, again, commercials in this. Yes. Okay. Uh, there was one for an MTV contest called My Dinner with Michael, which was literally a you could have dinner with Michael Jackson. Yeah. And it was on the set of his new his music, music video, video, which I'm not sure which one it was. I have no idea. Because they didn't say which video it was. I want to say this was probably Remember the Time. Probably. Somewhere in there. Uh, it might, I might be wrong about that. I don't know. Um, the Some of the standout fake people asking Michael questions. Stupid We're, questions. I mean. It's like, hey, can I get the mayo over here? You know, it's, a, it's like, hey, what's Macaulay Coken really like? Yeah, I know. Followed it's up like, like, yo, Jackson, that's my pickle. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, like weird. What? Like, huh, what the? Okay. That reminds me, I need to show you something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there was, there was a, somebody had put, <laughs> put a screen cap of Netflix, there was a on one of the groups that I'm in on Facebook, and they were like, "Hey Netflix, you might want to rethink this," and it was like suggested for you. And the first one, it was Michael Jackson's, um, I think it was um, Moonwalker or something, or it was it was something Michael Jackson related. Yeah. The next one was, um, oh, what was the name of that? Sausage Party. 
the, the animated yeah. sausage party, so it's got like this big sausage, you know. And, yeah. And the next one was Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin and his hands oh, on his no. butt. <laughs> I was like, that's beautiful. That is amazing. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll have to find that 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 no, picture because okay, it's no. so. I was like, oh man, I laughed so hard at that. Um. <laughs> So oh, no. here is a blast from early nine, the early nineties past in this next commercial. Yeah, bugle boy jeans, color denim, color denim. Now the what they did with this one is they're like, hey guys, you know we know what you like, and so they were showing like women putting these jeans on and taking them off, and you know, and it was like the and literally it was like you know, like oh look, it's a it's a pair of bugle boy overalls, like the shorts overalls that were like purple. Or yeah. green or whatever. And I remember these things being really big for a short amount of time, you know. And uh, Not at my house. Yeah, No, I never owned any of them. But I remember, like, seeing them. Other people wear them. And yeah. I've always been a jeans and T-shirt type guy. Like, always. That's just always been my thing. I've never, like, I never got into color denim and you know, all that kind of no. BS. You know, it was like, as all those trends were going on. I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. I still wear jeans and a t-shirt. That's just who I'm, I am. I'm you like, know? The t-shirts change. The jeans are pretty much the same. So. <laughs> jeans, t-shirt, and a flannel shirt for me. Yeah, I'm, same thing. We're both sitting here <laughs> rocking yeah. up both of them. <laughs> Either that or like a long sleeve t-shirt. Yeah, I'll do yeah, a long sleeve like t-shirt. Um, the next one was Ogilvy. <laughs> this was something Dave and I both started laughing at because that is a hair product name I have probably not thought about in 30 years. Yeah. This was all like uh, for your like your perm, like your home, your perms and like. Uh, you oh, my girlfriend went to the salon yes. and it cost her way too much. Right. And I did it at home. Right. And, and now that I've got my perm, I'm going to use Ogilvy hot oil. Exactly. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, but that as soon as she said Ogilvy, Dave and I both looked at each other like, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about this in forever, <laughs> you know. And, and who's still getting perms by I know. Yeah, you, never, you almost never see somebody with well you almost never see women under a certain age <laughs> getting perms <laughs> let's put it that way <laughs> usually if you see somebody with a perm you're getting followed up with okay karen yeah yeah pretty much okay so the next commercial again dave and i both were like oh this is awesome cineburst gum and this was kind of when they when Dentine introduced Center Burst Gum. Now this yeah. is a a relic of the '90s, and I'll be honest, I used to chew this stuff all the time. I used to Not, keep it on me. All this was like if I were, if I went into a, into a store. And bought gum. It was usually cinnaburst. No, not me. I, I know you I, have a you have a cinnamon allergy. So well, it started out as a cinnamon sensitivity. Right. Like if I chewed that gum, I would have have breakouts in my uh, mouth. And now it's it's a straight up allergy, allergy to yeah. cinnamon. But I used to. This was like if somebody said, "Hey, you got a stick of gum?" I was pulling out cinnaburst. You know. Yeah. And this is a pretty cool commercial. Again, we're going to link all of this stuff to where you can you can see it because it is pretty interesting time capsule yeah uh, it really is the very last thing we're going to talk about here i think no we missed something there was a there was a there commercial were, for mtv sports with, oh with, with dan, dan cortez. cortez yeah yeah well you also didn't mention the lady speed stick commercial yeah well yeah. you know it's a that's that's there was nothing I really spe- yeah there was nothing really spectacular about it but there was a commercial for nick tunes yes and the three cartoons that they featured in this commercial were Doug, yep, Ren and Stimpy, and Rugrats. And Rugrats. Um, I'll be honest, I never watched a lot of Doug. Doug was fun. I mean, I, I would catch it here and there. You know, this, but it was like, eh, this is obviously a little yeah. low, you know. 
Ren and Stimpy, like I said, I was never a huge fan. I would catch, you know, from time to time or whatever. But Rugrats was one of those shows that I still love. Like, that show was like... So that show was your jam. I love Rugrats. You ever watch Rugrats? Yeah, every once in a while. Dude, that show, yes, that show was like supposed to be made for kids. There was a lot of adult humor well, in that. Yeah. A lot of adult humor in that. And, uh, I mean, like, there, there, there's a porn joke in one episode where the kids find a videotape and it was like, I forget, it was like, what's, uh, um, they pull out the videotape and they, I think one of them reads it and is like, you know, what's this video of like, you know, uh, hot college co-eds or something like that. And the grandfather's like, oh yeah, that's a video that, that granddad, that grandpa's going to be watching later tonight or something like that. <laughs> There was that type of stuff. It was like, oh, wow, they really just did that. But also just some of the, the jokes and stuff was yeah. like, this is just way over kids' heads. You know, kind of like, you know, Animaniacs did that and, and you know, uh, Tiny Toons. And there was a whole bunch of, like, cartoons around this era that started doing, like. Do not get me started on the reboot. Oh, uh, we're not even going to talk. No, Animaniacs. Animaniacs is, it's, it's unwatchable. I'm sorry. Yeah. It is unwatchable. Um, and I'm it, it's just bad. It is bad bad on so many levels yeah uh, but those, that original run of animaniacs it was is awesome awesome it still holds up um but yeah that's it for our videotape because this is where we ran out at six hours and seven minutes and <laughs> you know what you know what cartoon that i do miss watching every once johnny bravo yeah i told you that like all that that cartoon network oh, yeah, stuff I is know. on uh, uh hbo max yeah which i have for six months nice. I, I paid did you watch the snyder the snyder cut yet? not yet yeah I not no yet I, you know it's like four hours i know i'm actually renee and i are waiting until we can both get in the room together okay you know to sit down well, you, and watch you have it. fun with that and <laughs> i know you're not gonna do as it, we're but, recording this we just seen the first episode of, of Falcon, the Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, we will come back once it's all done and talk about it yeah, a little we, bit. We're, we're not going to get into because kind of like what we did with WandaVision where yeah. we kind of like did a, a, a an over of all because it's already in this first episode. It's like, oh, that's this. Oh, that's this. Yeah. Oh, that's this. Okay, here we This is all going to be kind of cool again, you know. So they are, you know, I got to hand it to Disney Plus. They're giving something Marvel like almost all year. Yeah. You know, because it's one of those things, you know, we had WandaVision. No, we've got and then, well, but, but, but the Soldier. thing is there was a weekend between the two. Yeah. And they had their their making of WandaVision where they had the behind the scenes stuff. Now we're getting uh Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. which is going to run for 8 weeks or or 2 months or whatever it is. Then we're going to get a making up for that, and then Loki's coming on the air. I think it's June, <laughs> June 11th yeah. or June So it's 16th. one of those things where I'm like, okay, all the, and then I think is um is um the animated one what if coming on after that i don't know i, don't, I have I to look at it i don't know but that it's I'm one interested of those, in that I, I am because i used to read those comics because they're they're out of continuity you yeah. know it's just kind of like hey what if this happened yeah type stuff and the fact that it's also animated i'm kind of like okay i want to i want to see this this is again going back to my love of comics you know reading that kind of stuff yeah so yeah uh that's our First mysterious tape. There are a lot more, and we will do these periodically. We won't just like hound you with a bunch of stuff. We have already started talking about some other stuff that we're going to be covering. Uh, yes, it's probably going to be a lot of early '90s stuff, but we also have one that Dave. There are special rules for. Him. <laughs> Dave's not happy about it. This, this but may, this is how I'm going to keep Dave in line for this episode. So <laughs> we're not going to say what it is yet. No, but. we're not going to say what it is. But you're going to have to give me time with this. I will. I know you're gonna. 
I know you're going to overthink it because it's not as tough as you think it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much truth to this. That mm-hmm. this, I saw this where somebody posted this on Facebook, so it, it may be completely. So obviously, it's true. So. Yeah, it, it must be. It must be true. But somebody made the suggestion that, or made posted that, you know, from now on in the Marvel movies, they're going to have Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, play do the Stan Lee. Do yeah, the Stan I saw Lee. that. Yeah, and somebody repo- replied. He goes, in every movie, it should be Deadpool putting up. Um, missing posters. Missing of, posters of Stan for, Lee. Yeah, I Stan saw that. Lee. I, I was saw like, that. please make this happen. I would love to see Deadpool come into the MCU proper. Yes. As an auxiliary. This, yeah. I, I got I yeah. to do something. As an exalt, auxiliary character. Yes. Like, literally, like, I would love to see Deadpool literally walk through the middle of a scene and yeah. everything as a just chaos ensues because <laughs> something something's getting ready to go sideways and then Deadpool comes in and makes it so much worse than it should have been. <laughs> exactly like the comics. Exactly. I, I I would love to see that, you know, and of course him breaking the fourth wall and, and yeah. everything, you know. Uh, we'll oh. see what happens. <laughs> oh, did I mess this up? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, no. That, that would be pretty spectacular. Yes. You know? Him questioning stuff like, you know, Where's Robert Downey Jr.? Like, you know, or whatever it is. It's like, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Like, when, 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 yeah. does this, when does this movie take place? Is this before or after the snap? You know, whatever. <laughs> no, the blip. The blip, whatever it is. It is officially is. being referred to is as the blip. The blip. Now, yeah. uh, because yeah. they've referred to it as that in WandaVision. And now and they now have in the Winter Soldier yeah. both. Yeah, I know. So uh, the, 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 the official title for The Gap is The Blip. Yeah. And I know before we got, I will say this, and I don't want to get, there is a really cool reference about that with Sam Wilson talking about his nephews. Yeah. Like, hey, they were kids, and now they're both, like, little adults. Yeah. You know, it's like, I missed all that time. Like, what, you know, type stuff. So it, there's some really, like I said, this first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was spectacular. Yes. I, I loved it. And, uh, uh, I suggest um, checking it out. Also, here's another checkout. <laughs> I just watched. Dave hasn't watched it yet. I just watched a movie last night called Freaky. That is pretty spectacular. Where did my phone go? Because I want to. I want to tell you who's in this movie. Um, it is. Um, it's got Vince Vaughn, who I love. Yes, and all the way back to Swingers. I know yeah, you don't I, like. Swingers. I'm not a big fan of, of Swingers. I, I but, like Swingers. Uh, but this movie, it's called Freaky. It also stars. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where is it? 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 Here it is. Uh, I want to tell you cause what what this actor's name is because she's uh, Catherine Newton. Okay, she's the wait. Other. Why does that name sound familiar? Okay, she's been in a lot of stuff. Okay, she was in Blockers. Yeah, she played. Uh, she's the blonde. She's not the one that's replacing the girl who was playing Cassie in Ant Man, is she? No. Okay. No. No, no, no. She was, I mean, it's one of those things. She was in Three Billboards. Which, that should not be happening. Man. I'm actually pretty frustrated about that. She was in Three Billboards. I remember that. She's got a small role in that. Uh, <laughs> I remember she, okay, she was the oldest daughter on the first season of um, True Detective. I've never seen that. You never saw True Detective? No. Um, you've got HBO Max now. You have to watch it. Well, I'm in the middle. Of, I just started True Blood. No, no. Look, I'm going to tell you, True Blood, 
The first season is excellent. The second season starts off good, gets bad in the middle, and then redeems itself at the end. And from three on, it's almost unwatchable. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you that right off the bat. True Detective. I've already. Is, I've also started over The Sopranos. I, I man, never. I didn't I, get I to never, watch The I Sopranos all the way through. So, and you know me and my. I know. Movies. Yeah, I know. But I, I never could get. But what I'm telling True Detective. Okay. Especially that first season of True Detective is something not to miss. I'll also tell you since you have uh, since you have HBO Max now, watch The Leftovers. It's okay. only three seasons. I want us to talk about that once you watch it. The leftovers. The leftovers. All right, hang I'm on. going to tell you this much about the leftovers. The leftovers, and and don't let this color your perception of it. Okay, it is a spiritual sequel to Lost. Hold on, don't give me that look. And the reason why I say that is because the showrunner. You know how I hate that. Show. The showrunner from Lost also did this. But the thing is, what, what and I, I can tell you, because you learned this in the very first couple minutes of The Leftovers. A, quote, rapture-like event happens, okay? Where basically, I think it's 2% of the world's populace disappears one day. Like, gone. Okay. And it's all about the fallout of what happens after that. All right. I just added it to my dude. It is so good. I love if this Justin Thoreau is in this, if I even get like hints of lost, like I'll go ahead and tell you, look, if I have anything that looks like a smoke monster shows up, I will be canceling my HBO. Oh, what's his name is in this, uh, uh, the, the doctor Eccleston, um, the one, he was one of the doctor who's, um, Oh, he, he's in it. He's excellent. Dude. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Coons. Uh, Carrie Coons is in this. She is excellent. Okay. I mean, it is one of those things where, I mean, it is, it's not an easy watch. You probably should not have told me about it being well, a spiritual. Well, it's Damon Lindelof, it's, um, Damon Lindelof that was the showrunner for Lost, did this. And the only reason I say it's a spiritual success, uh, you know, like sequel to it is because it deals with a lot of spirituality and religion. The way that Lost did, and that just watch it, okay? Just watch it, okay? <laughs> it it it's one of those things. This is what you need to keep in mind, okay? Okay. Perfect Strangers, the TV show. Yeah. Just stay with it, okay? All right. I'm telling you, it, it's it's I'm, I'm gonna... excellent. But, I, but like I said. True, true Detective and The Leftovers are both shows that when you watch them, how many seasons of True Detective? There are three seasons of True Detective. Okay. Okay. Each season is is a different story with different actors. Now they do connect the first and third seasons a little bit. Okay. And when I say that, like, there's 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 references in the third season to stuff that happened in the first season. They're yeah, all yeah. different. They are heavy episodes. Like, this is not, hey, I, I got an hour to kill. I'm going to sit down and watch something. You know what? This is like you sit down and you watch it, and you think about the episode for a while. Okay. Well, <laughs> and I'm, The Leftovers is the same way. You sit down and you watch it, and you're like, I need to think about and process this for a little bit before right, I go well, on to the I've next added one. both of them to my watch uh, list. 
I, I will attempt to watch the leftovers I'm telling you, it's so, so good. that we can it is so good discuss it you. and if I don't like it um expect to get a okay uh, the way you treated Godfather oh, uh, look I, hey <clears throat> I should have never said the word lost okay because it's it's not okay it's one of those things that I've like I said it is a spiritual sequel to it kind of yeah. like you know some other things are you know uh, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of hate for hating on Lost. But that's, look, but, a lot of people didn't like it. That's fine. I loved it. It is still a show that I have not gotten over going off the air. I mean, it's like I have many times, and I still, that show went off the air almost 11 years ago. I still have, I, I have said this, I have a Lost-shaped hole in my television watching. How that many I have, seasons of that show? Six seasons. Well, that's about five too many. And it's one of those things where there, I have this hole in my television watching that is lost shape that I've never been able to successfully fill, but the leftovers came really close to it. Mm. So again, I'll watch it. Everybody has different tastes. We'll, so. we'll, we'll talk about it, but the leftovers again is one of those. It's based on a book called the leftovers. The first season was basically them doing a tell like a, a and I think it's only like eight episodes mm-hmm. a season or something. It's one of those things that it's like it's not they're not long seasons. You know, they're HBO seasons, you know. Okay. And it's one of those things where like, believe me, they jam a lot into those those episodes. Um uh, so it was one of those things that mm-hmm. they did that first season and really that was all of the the uh, the story that they had. Yeah. But the writer came on as a consultant for where they could go with the next the next season. And I think that the okay. second season is on par with the first season, like pretty close. Like they're okay. right there. The third season is good. It's a great especially the way it ends, is 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 like, no, this is perfect for this show. Okay. Yeah. Um it's not quite as good as one and two, but it's still like still up there, yeah. you know. because uh, and the thing is is because it just they they they're Almost three different stories in yeah. a lot of, but they're the same characters going through all of it, and it's man, but it's so good. I just so. got through finishing the latest uh, season of Westwood, Westworld. West, Westworld. Sorry, um, is that four, three, three? Didn't three come out last year? Have they done another one yet? I don't know. Done. I watched the first two seasons of it. I haven't gotten around to the third one yet because I like the third because one. The, the, the reason why I haven't gotten to the third one yet is because I didn't have HBO for while yeah. it was on, which I have it now because of my, you know, and, and I just haven't gone back and, re- and watched I'm, I loved it. And the reason with. I said um, Deadwood is because I'm actually thinking about going back and rewatching Deadwood. I've tried. I, it just I like Deadwood. So it's, I, I like the cowboy thing, but it kind of, <laughs> I think it's the language, just the fact that it's so over the top with the language that I'm like, eh, you know, it's a, so... That's just me, you okay. know, again. And I have no, believe me, if you listen to this, you've heard me cuss enough. But it's one of those, I have no, like, aversion of that kind of stuff. But it just kind of seems a little over the top of, like. I, I wouldn't eh, disagree. They, they they really, they, they could have pulled some of this back. This is almost like, hey, we can do this, so we're going to do it. You know, it's a, uh, did you, have you watched uh, Alan versus Pharaoh? No. You know what I'm talking about? No. There's it just matter of fact, it, the, the last, the last episode just aired. It's a four-part documentary about. Um, the Woody Allen, Mia Farrow, mm. like when all that happened 30 years, almost 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's one of those things that like, 
Mia Farrow is interviewed. Dylan Farrow is interviewed. Rowan Farrow. I mean, like, they interview everybody except for Woody Allen and Sunyi would not come on. And, and, and one of their other kids wouldn't come on and do anything. But it's really one of those things where it's like, if you remember when that case happened, you yeah, know, when, okay. when, they, when they split and then there was the, the accusation of, of the of the uh, sexual abuse of Dylan. Yeah. And it's one of those things that they, they, they go into the case and like they even introduce, they even interview like the, um, uh, the New Jersey uh, district attorney that didn't go to trial with it. And he says, he's like, look, there was probable cause to take this to trial, but I did not want to put a seven year old girl on the stand and have her have her have to go through all the scrutiny yeah. that was going. And it's one of those things that like, you should have because Woody Allen is a pedophile. <laughs> I mean, that's, and they go into a stuff on there of like, you no, know, he had multiple relationships with teenage girls when yeah. he was much older than them type stuff. And it's really good. You know, if you like Woody Allen, you won't like it. If, if you're like me and you never really liked Woody Allen to begin with, then you'll like it. <laughs> Four episodes. It's really good. I, um, I also watched the Tiger Woods documentary. That I haven't watched. It's pretty good. It's two. It's it's about three hours long. It's it's split up into two. <laughs> Let me tell you this much, okay? You know who Rachel you could tell is. Mm. She's the all right. She was not the the. She wasn't the first woman to come out and say that she had had an affair with with him. But she was one of the multiple. She was probably the biggest profiled because mm. she was kind of a. She was on some reality shows or whatever, you know, yeah. prior to all that and everything. So she's kind of going, dude, she looks so bad in this thing. Like, she comes in the first time she comes in and sits down, man, way too much lip filler and plastic surgery done. And it's just like, wow. oh, man, you used to be really. <laughs> now, <laughs> and now you're not. <laughs> now the thing that I am enjoying is I'm in the middle of the um, the DC Harlequin. Oh, yeah. Kaylee Cuoco voicing Harley. I tried watching the... Um, I know we're just basically going through HBO Max here. I tried watching um, the flight attendant. No, I'm I'm not even interested. I watched the first episode. And I'm like, okay. Second episode, I started into it, and they did a thing that I really hate in television shows like that. Yeah, where they have a dead character that talks to the main character. Oh, yeah. I hate when they do that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm out. This is, you know. I saw the previews for that, and I'm like, I'm not even eh, interested. I've heard that it's good, but it's one of those things, like, again, it's one of those, like, I hate when they when they do this kind of stuff, yeah. you know, where it's like, oh, now she's she's thinking about, you know, what happened, and then all of a sudden the dead character is, like, talking to her and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. This is something. Nope. Click. Next. Yep, exactly. So, and, there's, there's, and that's the whole thing. Which I'm is not, basically what everybody's done to us on the podcast yeah, at this point. Well, so. <laughs> probably. Uh, anyway, so, guys, thank you for uh, joining us and indulging our, uh, uh, you know, trip down memory lane, <laughs> an old videotape. Um, and talking about what we're watching on HBO watch, Max yeah, right you know, now. You know, the thing, too, is, you know, we do like to give you guys something to maybe ponder or watch you know like suggestions for stuff and that's kind of what we yeah. we're doing here uh but anyways if you have any suggestions for us please hit us up on instagram don't forget about Facebook. your homework and telling us who what band slaughter came out of yes so let us know um and we will be back with some more <laughs> non-mysterious episodes here before long and uh we thank you for joining us I am Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. Uh, make sure all of our links, go check all of our links in yes. the um, in our um, 
whatever that I came with. Social media. Yeah, they're in, in the show they're notes. In the, in the show notes. So, anyways, again, I'm Alan Smith. I'm the, I'm the other guy. Yeah. Just turn it off already. Yeah, all right, we'll see. You. Bye. <laughs>